You're listening to the 52 Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 52 Podcast. It is I, your humble and gracious host. Humble. <laughs> humble and gracious host, Brandon J. Walker. I am here with Ephesians Campbell, and I'm here with our guy, Taylor. Taylor. Got another special episode. Welcome what to season up? two. We're still rolling. Hats off to us finishing season one. It was great. Thank you, everybody mm-hmm. who's been listening, watching, supporting, sharing. We appreciate you guys so much. As you know, we want that Spotify bag, so I'm already going ahead and tell you now. If you're not on Spotify, you're missing out. All my Apple Podcast users, I love you. Grow up. But grow up. Grow Need up. you to get on Spotify. On Spotify, you're able to not only listen to the podcast, but you can also watch the podcast. Even on top of that, you can uh, partake in all of our polls, all of our Q&As that we'll be putting out. Uh, give you more of a, you know relationship with us so you can be a part of how we create content and what we create content about so love you guys thank you for being here thank you for choosing 52 podcast mm-hmm. let's get into it let's do it. fiji you you are the connection I between am. us I'm and taylor so kind of give us uh the opening and the rundown yeah. of what's going on so we've done just for like what two three years now sure going on it something like sure. that sure so <laughs> We started playing together, I believe, at the house. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, consistently playing guitar at the house, and he was coming on bass. So we just started getting real cool, started clicking up, started hanging out a lot more. Yeah. And then the friendship just blossomed from there for me, just meeting some of his friends. And whenever he needed somewhere for me to fill in, I filled in there. Yep. If I needed him to play somewhere and fill in, I'd call him up, and he'd go there. So we were just always, you know, musicians, friendship, but it also was much more deeper and closer than that. So yeah. what's up, man? Yeah, bro. Sir. So, Taylor, introduce yourself. To our viewers and to me, because I just met yeah, you for the first just, time just today. Met you in the elevator, yeah, with yeah. the with the dumb little screen that's only on the outside. The, yeah, the screen that's only on the outside and a bunch of equipment that puts Jeez. us behind schedule. Man, much. <laughs> it is I, your humble and gracious guest. Love My name it. is Taylor. Um, I am a worship leader, guitar player, piano player. Um. Here in the DFW area, I'm uh, right now at Gateway in South Lake, where I've been my whole life. Um, so I've grown up there. Um, I started leading worship um, when I was, I think, like 13 or 14. Um, and, you know, just over time, I started on the kids' rooms and, you know, started, started going into youth and young adults. Now I'm hopping around on weekends and some other places. Um, and so, yeah, I just uh, graduated high school last weekend. Um, so now, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you bro. Just graduated high school. Yeah, bro. High school. Yeah, like twelfth like grade. Like twelfth grade. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's just okay. okay he first just of all, fed, no, no, no. First of all, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate congratulations. it. Congratulations. Second of all, boy, what the hell are you eating? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Corn-fed boy. Bro, bro what? What are they feeding y'all Wait. in South Lake? Bro. <laughs> bro. That's a real question. What do they got at SLK Living that blessed life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shout out Robert. Oh, yeah. Tithing 10% of my food. There we go. That's how it works. I'm, I, am, I am hurt. <laughs> I am hurt. Oh. I'm sorry. I totally oh. interrupted you, but that, that took me off guard. I no, that's great. I forgot that you're younger. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Ezra are like the same age. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I keep having to remind myself that y'all, that whole group is like, you guys are kind of like on the younger side, and y'all are like, yeah. stellar musicians. It's amazing. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. At least we're not young and like we just suck, you know. Yeah. Because there's there's plenty of those. So I'm I'm glad me and Ezra aren't one of those. So I'm old <laughs> and I suck. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. No uh, way, bro. Oh man. But yeah, I'm a. Uh, just been leading worship, um, doing a lot more band stuff as, as, as I kind of hit like mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18, started doing a lot more band stuff, um, yeah. started traveling around, um, doing some like church events and um, conferences, other places like the house where I met Fiji yes, um, for a while. I was an MD um, over at this church in Mansfield, like consistently yeah. every weekend playing with them. We had a guy um, who was like their interim um, who I was MDing for, and this dude drove in from Shreveport, Louisiana, every weekend for a year. What? Led, yeah, bro, led worship at this church. He he lived in uh in Texas and was on staff at the church uh, for a while. Um, 
and he moved to Shreveport, and then they needed somebody. Like this is like five six years later. This dude drove him from Shreveport every weekend. Led this worship. Person being paid. Oh yeah, he's he's being paid. Okay, he's cool. being paid. Yeah, as long as he's getting paid. Yeah, even if I'm getting paid, I love the church and I love the Lord. My boy, that's like a what six hours? Yeah, that's and that's not six. Yeah. It's like three. From here to Shreveport? Yeah, it's yeah, three, hours. three hours. Yeah, because I because like I drive from it. Houston to Dallas. Yeah, oh, gross. Yeah, it's, it's three hours. I so. really I really need you to not. <laughs> I, yes, I am from H Town, Houston, Texas, Screwston. Feel me? Nasty. Stop playing with us. You from Houston? I'm from Houston, bro. Stop playing with me. Imagine walking outside and just smelling like musk. On imagine walking day. outside and smelling like Oak Cliff. That was you. Two won't fall, baby. Two won't fall. This man act like yes, he sir. Fiji. The way you talk about Two Dallas, fall, you talk about it like you grew up in Southlake. Uh, no, nah, I didn't. I grew up in Dallas, Oak Cliff. That's not. I was 11 when I f- saw my first drive by. All right, I'm really? better than you. Okay, I'm hotter than you. <laughs> I'm better. Anyways, I, I I live in South Lake, so I ain't even seen one yet. South Lake is very far from anything near a drive by. Great, great. <laughs> what are you talking about? I live in the suburbs of Mansfield. I made it. Bro. I grew up in the hood and live in the suburbs. Bro. Anytime I, I see people loitering outside, I'm just like, mm. 911, yeah, there's some black people in their car. <laughs> First of all, Fiji married into a rich white family as well. So <laughs> he's just want to throw that we, out we there. Got, as well. We got a mutt over here. Bro, how much your in laws' house is? Uh-huh. What, three, four, five mil? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They live in the hills of Cedar Hill. <laughs> Dang, bro. Not just Cedar you're Hill off like bro. Pleasant. You know, yeah, nah, they live all, they live in the bro. hills. I didn't know Dallas had hills till I went to his in laws' house. Dang, bro. <laughs> ain't, ain't living in those Cedar Valleys. Nah. No, lucky. When so y'all met at the house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's the pastor of the house? Uh Pastor Micah. Berto. Micah Shout Berto. out Pastor yeah, okay. Micah. Okay. Great dude. Love. Tabari. Much love. Tabari. Ruben. Love you so much. Ruben. Love you so much. Love y'all. I don't know neither one of y'all, but love to you guys. Yeah. Just um, pretend to love them. They'll be here later on in season two. Hey. If you bring them up here, I will sit there and I will sit here and I will talk to you. <laughs> 1,000%. So, Taylor, kind of give me uh, a rundown on how you got into music growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, what sparked that? Yeah. Is there anybody in your family that are musicians? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, my dad um, is musical. He sings, plays guitar. Um, back when, like, Gateway was super young, like... They started in 2000, so, like, from 2000 to, like, 04, 05, um, he was mixing for them. He was uh, playing in the band. He was singing um, and all that stuff. So right around when I was born, um, he kind of stepped away from all that, but that was, like, still very, like, present, like, in my in the home and stuff. And so, like, I grew up, you know, hearing him sing, hearing him play, singing and playing with them. Um, and so that's what made me really want to uh, – start singing and playing guitar was just, was just seeing my dad. Um, and you know, I think beyond that, there was, there's been something in me, dude, just from like when I was super young, like something that just drew me to that man. Um, and it's weird cause I can't really like explain it any other way. Like it was just my earliest memories are just, you know, being drawn to, um, to singing and playing guitar and, you know, anything worship. Um, you know, some, some kids played with hot wheels and, and all that stuff. I had like my gateway worship DVDs that I lined up and I popped them in and I watched them and I was like, these are my dogs. What's your favorite gateway, old gateway worship? Ooh. What's your favorite? Cause I mean, as most of y'all don't know this, Ooh. I grew up at gateway SLK also. Really? So I came from what? back like where the Kings university, I was yes. there when that was gateway. What? And then I was with them to the move. And then from there, my family went from South Lake to Dallas. I didn't know that. So I've been. I didn't I, know that. I grew up with Gateway for a very, very long Let's time. Let's go. So, so you like, know the old Gateway. Oh, heck yeah, The, man. the glory days David of Gateway Moore, worship. Walker, yes. Knees, old yes. Old Thomas Miller. Yeah, oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so yeah. happy. <laughs> it's like, I know Beyond talking, words. I know what you're talking about. Like, yes. talking about like the old Gateway worship. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's, oh, my you. gosh. When I speak your name. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Kind of glory. Yes. You don't even know. You don't even know. Old I have gateway. No idea what bro, in the world old y'all gateway was about. fire. Dude. I'm from Houston, bro. I ain't no yeah. gateway exists until I'm right, well, uh, What songs well, does Joel Osteen have out? <laughs> Live long and Look, prosper. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Listen, 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 listen. There, if there's one thing, because Lakewood was my home church growing up, one thing 
I don't I don't let people do is, is talk bad about the O's fans. And moving along. <laughs> well, were you gonna ask about Gateway old Gateway? Oh, you what, said Oh, what's your old what's your favorite old Gateway song? Or like album? Okay, so I think gosh, I gotta think. Um the the ones that I've done a lot recently because I I often lead worship for like our freedom ministry mm-hmm. um that we have at the South Lake campus so it's like super intimate super chill vibes mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that like middle age generation like the oh, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. the early thirties to like yeah. mid to late fifties right and so I I love leading like a lot of those old gateway songs mm-hmm. for those sets um some of the ones I've done when I speak your name so Dang. great. <laughs> they were like doing flat sevens before they were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a, uh, you were for me, old yeah. Carrie Joe, beautiful, Aww. which like that song in and of itself, bro. Like that first verse, um, here before your altar, I'm letting go of all I am. Every motive, bringing Jack so much, every burden, everything that's of myself, bro. Oh my gosh. I got to say, mine would have to be anything from like, David Moore and Elena. Yes. So Psalms 139. Yes. If you've never heard it, it's an acoustic song. Yes. With uh, David Moore playing acoustic and Elena's just, it's Psalm 139, the actual song. Is that the one that's the... Uh, it's like, where can I run from your love? Is that the, is the verse that's like, at the feet of Jesus my yes. world changed. Yes. 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 It's a very so beautiful, good. intimate song. It gives me big upper room vibes. So that's for sure like upper room, like for sure uh, moments in upper room and best on stuff like that. Hundred percent. That's kind of where Psalms one and thirty nine is. So like, that's my one of my go to. Yes. But David, anything David Moore. Yes. So they're they're David's a campus worship pastor at South Lake right now. Yeah. So for like the oh, past so two years, Dallas. he left Dallas. Nice. Yeah. So he's at South Lake now. So I've been uh, I've been under his leadership for the past two years, and You're it has, dude, it has blessed me so much. If you ever watch this, David, I love you so much, more than <laughs> words can say. And your old music is really awesome. And so is your it's new music, relevant. too. And your, But your old music <laughs> isn't, like, really good. Do you know Hector? Yeah, I know Hector. Okay. Who yeah, doesn't we, know Hector? So me and, me and Hector is funny because... I posted Hector the other day whenever the podcast came out. And, like, I'm not even joking, bro. 50 people. You know Hector? Hector was on the podcast? And I'm just like, how do you know Hector? It's, it's nuts, bro. So, so because I had grown up in Gateway, right? Hector was a Gateway for like yeah. four, five, six years. He got like the video on his channel where he talked mm-hmm. about like all that. Um, so I like knew of him because like I was a student at another campus whenever yeah. he was a he was like coordinator for King. Um, and so like I'd always known of him, and then <coughs> I saw that he was a producing for the basement, mm-hmm. and that was like this was like this time last year when the basement kind of just started, um, and. I saw him like Gateway contracted in for like a night for like a live recording that they mm-hmm. did like a worship one, and I saw him like wrapping a cable over in the corner. I was like, "Bro, that's Hector. I'm gonna go talk to him right now." And so I like was like, "Bro, you're producing for the basement," and he was like, "I don't know who you are, but I love you," and just gave me a hug. And that, I was like, "Dude, exactly." I was Hector. like, "Dude, ain't no way, <laughs> ain't, ain't no way." And so like we met, talked for a second, and he was like, "So what you do on Monday mornings?" And I was like, nothing. I had work on Monday mornings, but I, like, totally lied. And he was like, bro, you should come, like, hang out when we record a podcast or something. And I was like, no no shot, dude. So that that's how I met Hector. And he's, like, he's an insane dude. <laughs> so nice, much respect. I love him a whole lot. He's the nicest person I've ever met. I know. God's <laughs> kids. Makes, I'm a, I God's like kids. Nice yes. So I mean, like, I mean. When I hang out with them, I feel like, yo, like, why are you so nice? Bro? Like, no, dude, I'm like, I'm a freaking jerk. I, I mean, the fact, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, so the fact that you can go into the basement and the way it's, like, taken off over mm-hmm. the last year, mm-hmm. it's very easy to kind of, like, pick and choose who you talk to. Yes. Um, and I mean, I've seen it countless of times, you know, for some people it goes to their head, but for other people, it's not really like an ego thing. It's more of a, ah, uh, you know, they're just, they're just, you know, I just move different now. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. And for him to be so open to like, can like just come talk. Yes. You know, yes. I, I literally just messaged him on IG and was like, Hey bro, I love what you're doing with the basement. I love to like pick your brain because at the time we were planning the relaunch of all of this. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to pick his brain. And next thing you know, I pull up to the gastro park with you and Demarie and he's 
at their he's their bartending. His wife like owns the the bar within yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's on the podcast. And wow. it's like and him even posting the podcast within the basement forum yes, in yes. the community chat. That's how I found you guys. Really? Yes. Yes. So I, hey. I saw. That's yeah. crazy. So I saw because I like crazy. I followed the basement from like super early on and and whatnot. And I was like scrolling one day and I saw that that post on YouTube that mm-hmm. that Hector made because I don't have any social media. So if I see anything, we'll it's get it to that it's, it's literally on YouTube. Um, so I was scrolling YouTube and I saw that thing pop up and it wasn't Hector's face that I saw. I saw Fiji's face and I was like. Ain't no way that is Fiji, the it guitar is, man. It is I. And I was like, let me click on it and check it out. Yeah. And so I watched some episodes, and I was like, cool, y'all are awesome. So you can thank Fiji's face. That's the reason that I'm sitting I here mean, right now. Legit, like he, <laughs> Hector left here, and he really didn't. He said it. He was like, yeah, bro, we can post this in the community chat. You thought it was kind of like a general. You know, I yeah. thought it was like, yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, everybody say that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going I'm to share it. Yeah, like, I'm going to put cool. you on game. Right, right. And yeah. you're like, but no, you won't. We posted it and legit, like, at one point, we had just posted it. It was 30 views on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah. And I went and got a haircut, went about my day, pulled up to LCI, and shout out Bishop Bars as LCI, got some tacos. And I was like, let me see what the numbers are looking like. I go and look. It was like a th- thousand six hundred dang wow and i'm like what dang that's nuts and i look in the comments and it was the basement youtube that was like all of our basement dwellers thank you for showing love to whatever whatever wow and it was just like dang like it it showed me like it's even when you get all the opportunities in the world being a genuine person yeah still takes one person to be like dope you know what i mean yeah takes one person to be like i got you yeah, dude. And nah, if, legit. Imagine if that one person did not. You would, I mean, this one right. happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy that one, one single factor can be the deciding factor in so many different things. Like yeah, that to me is just crazy. People like yeah. Hector are so rare, especially like in Christian church context, because he walks out like what 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 he talks about. You know, like on on his channel and on the basement and here, like you know, he talks about you know, God's kids and like, you know, being generous and, and really just being surrendered and trusting the Lord. And, you know, it's, it's very common in that kind of culture just to like talk about it and preach a good word, but then not live it out, you know? And like, I'm, I'm sitting here because he actually lives it out. Yeah. And you know, and this, this podcast is where it's at right now with those views on that video. And y'all, I'm sure y'all got subscribers off of it too. Like we're, we're all sitting here um, in the way that we are because of Hector yeah. and because he actually practices what he preaches for yeah. lack of a better way to put it, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. People like that are rare. So Hector, we love you love so much. Out Shout out the More than words. The favorite God kid. Shout out the basement. That's crazy. Press I a, B. I got a question for you. You All said right. something earlier that you're not on social media. That's correct. Can you show the camera and everyone that's going to be watching on Spotify your phone? Please do me a favor for that. Yeah. So this, this is my phone. That is his phone. I don't. Yeah, he didn't see it. <laughs> so can I? Can I see it? Yeah, for sure. No this is crazy. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no way. Okay, so there ain't no way. So no. Walk me through this. Let me see this. Show this is, this Show feels like a little like a like an MP3 player. Yeah, it's bro. Crazy. What is this? <laughs> okay, so what brand is this? This this is called the Light Phone. Like version the two, light phone. Okay, version so two. I think Joe Rogan talked about this on his podcast, right? Uh, was that another one? Probably. Okay, I don't so know. The light phone. You can yes. ca- obviously you can call. Yep. Can you text on there? Yep. You can text. It's so got it's got some like basic stuff, right? So it's got like call, text. It's got an alarm, so I don't uh, sleep too late. It's got. Wow. It has a built-in hotspot, which is really nice. So like my iPhone that I had before I uh-huh. switched, I keep it in my car. Uh-huh. Um, for like Spotify if I need it and navigation because the navigation on there is butt cheeks. Um, There's navigation on this. Thing? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's, my mind is really bad. You know what right this now. looks like? This takes me back to when I was in elementary school, uh-huh. and I used to go to the book, the the what's it? What was the it? Book the, fair? the book yes, fair. Yes, sir. And they used to have these <laughs> little no things way, that you used to be able to buy. And it looked just like it broke after like two weeks. Yep. 
But this look, this is wow. Okay, so is your numbers your number still the same? Right? My number's still the same. Yeah. Okay. All all I had Please to do. Call it. I'm gonna call. I want to see how clear it is. Call it. I call hold it. on, hold on. Let me. I got I got to turn that ringer up because you got to hear this ringer, bro. It sounds like right. a freaking pager. Like I'm calling a, in three, okay. two, one. Here we go. I'm calling. This man got a burner phone. No, basically that's really what it is. Hello. This is a. I mean, it's it's clear. I know. That's what I'm saying. Can I? Can we switch? Yeah, let's switch. This man. Hello? Look, I've been watching a lot yeah, of BMF, and I've been watching a lot of Power. That's crazy. this man got a this man got a Tariq St. Patrick burner phone. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> B, do you think you could do this for a week? I don't. I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. Think Taylor I do King, the House FW base. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good picture of me. It is a good picture. That's great. That's like that's like old school Taylor. Short hair. I'm not even gonna say anything. Man, there's nothing that pisses me off more than people who just put your t- contact name by where they know you from. I hate that. <laughs> Fiji made me the godfather of his son. <laughs> And you know what my name is in his phone? Brandon from Hillsong. You know what? I get clowned oh, for this bro. all the time, but I don't even care. So here's what I'm going to do. You disrespect me. I'm going to show ain't, everybody. Ain't no way you said look. the H word on this podcast. If you look at my phone, I'm going to have Brandon uh, zoom in. <laughs> you can look. It says Abby Gilmore, a.k.a. Taylor Swift. Back when I knew her at Hillsong, I used to call her Taylor Swift all the time. See, but that's different. There's a I difference. I have my buddy named Akil Spaz. He had a seizure at a football game. No so shot. Spaz, no shot. So he spaz. You put that as his contact name? Yeah, he spazzed <laughs> No that shot, bro. Yeah. No shot. It was honestly, it's really messed up, but it's funny. So we were playing, I think we were playing Scurry Rosser or Palmer, right? And he was on the field. I, he was playing football, but he was hurt. He had his like, for some reason he was hurt. They won at the last second, and they're like the Rebels, right? So they had cannons because they're Rebels, or I don't really know. Oh, someone takes Cannons. <laughs> The cannons go off, right? Because they won the game. He drops on the floor. Starts buzzing, right? Just say he sees. No, it's funny. He started seizing. He started buzzing. He started buzzing. I lose. He started buzzing like my burner phone. I lose my mind. Like I'm literally like everyone's freaking out, crying. You laughed. He was one of my best friends. He still is one of my best friends. It was but you funny. laughed? Yeah, it did. It was funny. Fiji, if I ever had a seizure, you laughed at me. When I no. when I recover, I'm shooting you. I'm a <laughs> adult now. That's also a firefighter EMT. If you seize in front of me, I know. I what wouldn't to do to want help you me. to be my EMT. I'm gonna save you. Here's here's what I'm picturing that right now. You I'm are picturing a professional EMT, and you laugh at people when they're having no. medical emergencies. In that, con- bro, at that time, I think I was like legitimately like 16, 16 oh or 17. Oh my gosh! Here's my junior year of high- yeah, here's what I'm picturing, year. Fiji. I'm picturing. He start buzzing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Every, every, everybody running over to him. And you just see like, you know, like in movies when like people crossing the street and like NYC and like everybody walking, there's yeah. like this one person standing still. I'm picturing everybody running to this kid who having a seizure. Fiji standing in the middle with his phone out, changing his t- contact name to Spaz. Yes. He was like, you know what I should it do? It was later. <laughs> but that's the thing in my mind. It has to make sense of like, I have to correlate who you are or where I know you from. It just, that's just how it has to be in my phone. Really? It just, if I don't, if I put you down as your first and last name, I'm literally going to be like, oh, I got to talk to X, Y, Z. And in my phone, in my mind, I'm going to be like, where? Where? No. Who? See, I'm the opposite. Everybody, everybody has to have first name, last name. And I remember. Thank you. Ah, I remember who you're from. Yes. We're adults. I'm sorry that. uh, This man just graduated high school. Sorry that I'm different, brother. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. Different yeah. is different is an understatement. That's not even different. But before we even go into that, because I ain't trying to get canceled because Fiji want to call people spaz, <laughs> spazzes and freaking all these like Ben Cheatham, Hillsong photographer, Amy Reynolds, life school bestie. Nah, see, but those are the Blaine whatever. next door neighbor. I'm remove Hillsong Bro. from my contact name. That's all I'm saying. But how am I gonna find <laughs> you, Brandon? Bro, put Brandon. My son's godfather. Yeah, but that came after. That's after B- Brandon, Carl Lentz's best friend. <laughs> you know what? Don't even, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not even going to say anything. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm about to watch that FX feature. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm but scared to watch that. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, when Okay. 
So right now, when we were coming up the elevator, you were talking about how you're back at Gateway, but you're still kind of. Do you play at other churches? Uh, not not really right now. So the so what it looked like for me was like I was at Gateway, or I am at Gateway, but. You know, whenever I started playing, I was a gateway. And then I was still a gateway, but I was playing at other churches a lot. So, like, the House Fort Worth, I played for all the young adult nights. Um, and then I would do, like, midweek stuff at Gateway. And then I would MD at that church out in Mansfield with, with Mr. Shreveport. Um, and then now I'm just kind of back, just back chilling the gateway. I'm actually, this Wednesday, I'll be off a two-month break that I took. So, like, I haven't played at a gateway at all or anywhere, just, like, been chilling out because like graduating high school yeah. and all that so yeah so it's been like kind of all over the place but gateway is main has been consistent like mm-hmm. throughout all of me playing just ignore it you guys. mr father hillsong turned out the lights lights out friday <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like you need to come up with a title for that and i'm like just call it light, lights we out ain't uh, we ain't lights up yep. <laughs> lol nah, bro. But yeah, so that's what (laughs) Fiji. (laughs) But yeah, that's what that's what it's kind of looked like for me. Is um, it's kind of all over the place. But Gateway's always been home. Gateway's Mm -hmm. always been like Mm -hmm. consistent playing Wednesday nights and all that stuff. So yeah, what would you say as far as right now? Where do you see church at? Because I, my response Mm -hmm. to that was, it's really hard for people to find like a place to stay yeah in today's culture yeah with church right um yeah. uh my first question would be what is your thoughts on that statement do you agree with it do mm-hmm. you not agree with it um and how does that tie into what you've seen yeah what you've liked personally give me seen? give me the statement one more time just so i can take so it so the in. statement is it's very hard in today's culture for people to really find a home church yeah um I would say for me, what I've seen a lot is, um, I think in a way people like have their standards too high for church. And what I mean by that is like, they're, they're looking for somewhere that's perfect that like lines up with every single thing they believe with. Um, and first of all, I don't think that's realistic. If you have that high of standards, I think you're going to be disappointed until you die. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think, I, I don't know. I just think that's what I see from a lot of people. And it's hard for me to watch that. And it's also hard for me to, to convey, like, it doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, I mean, you know, I've been at Gateway 18 years, right? I'm 18 and a half. So I've been at Gateway, you know, 18 and a half years. Um, and I love the church to death. It's been home. It's where I've been raised. And at the same time, I don't agree with a hundred percent everything that comes from the church, you know, and it's being able to hold that tension of like, I love this church. This is where I'm supposed to call home. And there's some things that I don't agree with. And I know this is where the Lord has called me. Yeah. So if the Lord has called me to be here, then he's going to give me the grace and the wisdom and the understanding to navigate, you know, the things that I don't agree with or the ways that I've been hurt or things like that. So I hope that kind of answers yeah. What you were, what you were asking? What draw, what drew you back? So I know you're saying like you were going to all these different churches and playing. In yeah, the, yeah. What was the moment that made you go like I'm gonna go on a break? I'm taking a hiatus for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna go back to my home church. Like, what was that aha? So that moment. So I was I, I never like left Gateway. So through like being at all those other churches, I was still consistently playing a Gateway. Mm-hmm. On top of all of that. Um, this break that I just took was purely out of like being busy mm-hmm. and like, you know, work was picking up. I was, uh, yeah, work was picking up. School was getting crazy. All the, you know, the grad parties and, yeah. you know, graduating high school is a whole lot of work. Um, and so I was like, man, I just need to take some time off and, and really just enjoy this last season. Right. Cause you know, once I walk, like I'm out of high school, I'm not really going to, gonna get this back you know and so looking back it was such a blessing just to be able to to kind of step back and and be a student for a little bit because especially you know um playing in youth a whole lot you know it's it's very rare 
for me to feel like a student Mm -hmm. in my own student ministry because of how much I'm playing there. And that's not even necessarily a bad thing at all. um, Cause I've, I felt like, you know, how much I was playing there. I felt like, you know, that was okay with my parents. We talked about it and they were cool with it. That was okay with the Lord. We were cool. We talked about it. Um, But having that last two months just to like show up on a Wednesday night and be a student, which happens like two, three times a year. Like it was, it was super healthy and, and such a gift just to be able to, to do that while I still could. That's so mature. That's a very mature. A lot of Christian musicians that I know, it's very hard to make that choice to, it's a thin line. So it's like, right. you're walking and serving, mm-hmm. but you're also using your gifts on another hand. And then right in the middle, it's like, pay to play, pay to serve, right. or just show up and just volunteer. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you're so young and you were able to differ- differentiate between all of those and be like, you know what? I have so much time. I have so much time right now to like, navigate where I'm going through right? and slow down the moment and be like, hey, that's the wife. We're just about to pass. I love you, baby. I'll call you back in a little bit. <laughs> um, it was just so much of just knowing that like, hey, I want to slow it down. Yeah. I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do. Yeah. That's, that's very mature. Yeah, for sure. It's Something even hard for me to do that even now of me just having such a busy life where I'm kind of just like, yeah, bro. I'll say like, oh, I'm not going to do anything in a couple of weeks. I kind of want to like, you know, hang out with the family. Yeah. And I got asked to play somewhere. I'm kind of like, oh. You're like, yeah. oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, You see bro. the team and you're just yes. like, oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah, do you see the rip. team? Mm. We're going to rip, dude. We can, we can talk about that yeah. in a second. <laughs> Lord. see the team and you're just like, oh, heck yeah. And then you're just like, I, I, thought, I told myself I was going to do that. Right. You know. So what does obedience look like to you, especially in this season, you being whatever, everything that you do, what does yeah, obedience yeah. look like to you in general? Man, so I would say kind of to circle back a little bit to to what we were just talking about, something that the Lord was kind of revealing to me um, in the midst of like, it was like kind of March, like right before April 1st hit, and that's when like my break started. Yeah. Um, and what the Lord kind of showed me is there's a there's a passage in the New Testament, and I can't remember. I'm totally blanking. I know it's in Matthew. And I just can't remember where it is. It's like 15 or 16 or 17, one of those. Um, but basically, Jesus is talking to um, the Pharisees, and he basically says, or he's talking to his disciples, sorry. He's talking to his disciples, and he's basically saying, there are people who will get to heaven and they will say, Lord, these are all the things we've done. These are all of our accomplishments, miracles, signs and wonders, spoke your name, healed using your name, all these things like the whole laundry, laundry list. And the response to all of those things will be, but I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And that like, I don't want to say wrecked me because I feel like, those those overused Christianese words like suck away the like the impact and the meaning of it. But man, it just like shotgunned me in the chest, dude. Yeah. Like and so I'm so grateful that the Lord kind of gave me that revelation heading into my my little break. Um because I was really able to have fresh visions going into the break to really just focus on my relationship with the Lord and be like, all right, like all of these things that I do, they're great. The gifts, the talents, the anointings you've given me, they're amazing. I love them so much. I'm so grateful for them. And at the same time, none of it matters if I don't know you. Yeah. And I'm not in relationship with you and I'm not spending time with you. If I'm not talking to you, if I'm in your word, all of these things. Um, And so for me to bring it full circle, I don't think you can be fully obedient if you don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. if you don't know, know him. Cause if you're those people that Jesus is talking about, here's a laundry list of things you did. I don't think you can be fully obedient if you're not actually spending time with a person that you have to be obedient to, um, to, to know who he is, to know what he's like, to know what his voice sounds like. Um, and so I think obedience for me has just looked like, stepping out in faith and being willing to lay all of these things down, you know, like, um, like Abraham and Isaac, uh, Genesis 
I believe, 22. That's the that story of Abraham and Isaac going up the mountain yeah. and God asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. That's the first time that the Hebrew word for worship is mentioned in the Bible is whenever yeah. God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, the thing that's most important to him. And so to me, what obedience looks like, to bring it full circle for me, is obedience looks like the first time worship is mentioned in the Bible, which is the thing that I believe the Lord's called me to do, is being willing to lay down what's most important to me for him. That's a beautiful perspective. I like that. Thanks. It's crazy to think about. You're an old soul. <laughs> no, for real. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I'm listening. I'm just like, that's pretty solid. <laughs> I was not thinking like that. <laughs> I mean, the man. Not made, in Houston. Man made All right, here not, we go, dude. Not, the man made to get a choice to get this. Like, if you're if you're this young, you're, you're Gen Z, right? You're obviously yeah. Gen Z, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what year I was born because you'll cry. What year? Brandon. You're definitely born in 2005. That's Bro, I was I was scared and? you were gonna like hop in your car and leave or something. Bro, <laughs> two thousand and two thousand and five, two thousand and five. PG, you was ninety eight. You barely made it. <laughs> you barely made it, bro. Barely made. I it, got bro. no huh. hand in my year. Like barely Fresh Prince wasn't even on air no more when you was born. Why That's crazy. Why are you like this? <laughs> what? Telling the truth? Why are you like this? I just want to be honest. This is a vulnerable place. Okay. <laughs> this is an honest place. That's what we are. We're honest <laughs> around here. And Fiji be tweaking. But I didn't even do nothing. Bro, you're okay. We're not going to go there. <laughs> so, was this something that maybe your dad instilled in you? This aura of maturity? Or is this something that you kind of just gained on your own? Like, was this modeled for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I, I love my parents a whole lot. They, um, have just been so amazing and um, what I'm most grateful for or one of the things I'm most grateful for with my parents is <coughs> sorry I got this nasty cough from like stretching my voice way too much a couple nights ago leading mm-hmm. worship so sorry if I cough in your in your <laughs> airpods um, they were very sensitive to the Lord's voice whenever my mom was pregnant with me and what they heard was that my anointing and my calling was to lead worship. Um, and, you know, my, my mom's told me for years that the first time she felt me move, the first time she felt me kick was in the middle of a worship set at TKU, which is, which is wild because that's, like, where I spend the majority of my time leading right now for, like, students and young adults. Is like that's, that's the room where, like, I first kicked and moved and my mom felt me move. And that, and that is, like, your main ministry. Yeah, which is, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um that's pretty fire. I, oh, it's it's so that's insane. Like I I couldn't make that happen, bro. Like that that's literally the like the kindness of the Lord, and I'm just yeah. like that's so cool. Um, but my my parents did such an incredible job at, and are doing an incredible job at stewarding. Well, first of all, understanding the calling that the Lord has placed on my life, and second of all, stewarding that and understanding. Hey, this is what the Lord has given our son. This is what we have to raise. And man, like, I'm just blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being 18 now and kind of, kind of being able to look back on my childhood and just see things from not a child perspective. Like, I'm just, I'm so grateful for my parents and the way they honestly kept me off a platform for a long time. You know, like, once I hit 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, there was a lot of apparently opportunities. I, they didn't ever tell me about them until I was like, 16 or whatever but there was a lot of different things that I could have done and they could have put me up on platform and all these things you know and they 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 kept me off um and just let me kind of be in the dark and just foster my my maturity and my anointing and my relationship with Jesus and then once I hit 13 14 that's kind of when I started leading so that's a long way to say Mm -hmm. yeah my parents really laid the foundation um for, I guess, my maturity mm-hmm. and my understanding of who the Lord is. And then I've had so many incredible leaders, um, like so, so, so many, um, who have just really 
taught me who the Lord is, you know, and, and all of these little pieces of who I believe about or what I believe about the Lord and who I believe that he is. Like, it's like, I can trace them back to a person who is in my life at one point and be like, I learned this from this person. I learned this from that person. Um, so my parents really laid the foundation and then it's just been the work of the Lord through other people who have kind of built that, built that house, if you will. Were, how was it like knowing that you could have been on team earlier and like been on a platform earlier? Mm. Were you grateful to your parents or were you kind of more of just kind of like, I could have been further advanced than I was if I would have started earlier. I, I I, it's, a, it's a fine line, especially <laughs> yeah. with child musicians growing up, you know? Yeah, man, I was honestly cool with it because they just, they just didn't tell me any of it. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, ignorance is bliss in the, in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I was chill with it. Like, and this is what I'm so grateful for is like growing up, you know, there's videos and pictures of me um, in the house I grew up in, like standing up, like, you know, those fireplaces that have like the little, like whatever you call yeah. that, you know, they got yeah. like <coughs> the brick little thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. Hearth. I think that's the name for it. <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't know. We got a room back there. Y'all need to have some fact checkers in there. <laughs> We need, our, we need our own Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the thing in front of the fireplace called? It's like brick and you stand on it. So I'll be like three, four, five years old. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like standing there with like my little tight guitar in my underwear, just like pretending to be yeah, Thomas yeah, Miller, yeah. like leading worship. <laughs> yeah. I'd have like a white, I'm not this, I'm not making any of this up. I'd have a whiteboard on an easel next to the stage where I would write out my set list and I would just get up on there on the hearth and just like go to town. No joke. Those are those those are those secret moments that like yeah, not bro. a lot of people kind of like grew up with, you know, having. Yeah. Especially like with like um it's weird. So growing up, you grew up in a house that was like obviously fostered right. by the spirit, fostered by your family, being yeah. musicians, also going to like a very, very pinnacle church that was like revolutionary to the worship sound. Yeah. Uh probably of like the turn of like two thousand nine ish, two thousand eight ish. Oh yeah, know? for sure. So, for you to be growing up during that time with parents mm-hmm. that understood worship music also, yeah, going to a church that also knew how to foster it, yeah, that's made you who you are today. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on like, do you plan on making a living doing what you're doing now as a worship leader, or do you want to? Is this something that you just use it as a gift to help people? Like, what what is your what is your main like goal? with worship man my my goal i would love like the desire of my heart right now is i would love to be like a full-time worship pastor be in ministry like you know i love i love like being backline playing in the band with like you and Ez mm-hmm. and um and all those people and ruben um and everybody back at gateway um but kind of like my first love and where I just feel like a specific touch from the Lord on is like that worship leading vocals and acoustic, like kind of that. Um, And I really do feel like, you know, that could become full time for me at some point, but I'm also not trying to be tied to that either because, you know, I know a lot of people who are my age who like they kind of idolize full time ministry you know? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not trying to do that because I don't want to turn down an opportunity that the Lord has for me for the sake or for the reason of it not lining up with my, my, uh, idea of what ministry looks like, if that makes sense. Like if my goal is full-time ministry and that's just because I want to do it and the Lord brings an opportunity mm-hmm. that doesn't fit inside of that, you know, I'm, I'm doing myself a huge disservice, you know? So I say, I would love to be a full-time worship pastor one day. Yeah. I would love to be in that space. I'd love to be writing, creating, producing, mixing, whatever that looks like. And at the same time, I'm also keeping my mind open because I don't want to turn down an opportunity that the Lord brings my way just because it doesn't fit my narrow perspective of what my life could look like. Does that make sense? This dude is dropping nuggets for y'all, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to shake it up. Oh, my God. As we come to, like, a close mm-hmm. and end, um, I want to ask a controversial question. Please As a worship, do. As a worship leader, mm-hmm. 
I have a firm belief that there's a specific reason why worship leaders always get caught up in scandals. Because I believe that be, y'all's responsibility within church is so high, which uh-huh. is why y'all are attacked the most. Yeah. Um, but over the years, we've seen many amazing legends in the worship game. Yes. Fall, slip, whatever word you want to use. Right. Entanglement. An entanglement. It's a good word. Or just making bad choices. Right. You know what I mean? Like associating with people who yeah. right. are just not good people to be around. Yeah. Or they can still be in ministry and you can see like them kind of take a turn and like be a certain way. Yeah. What What do you see? So I guess it's a two part question. The first part is what would be your advice to your peers? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in like some people just have wisdom beyond their years. And I think this is you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you can give as far as a piece of advice to people who are creative, who may not, who want to take their talents further than just yeah. Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, and they don't really know how to maneuver that world. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. You know, what would be your advice to them? And the second part is, is for the ones who have messed up, like what does that look like yeah. to, f- to find that redemption? Yeah. So, so first part, um, I was actually thinking about the scripture on the way over here. Um, and I don't remember the, the context or the, the reference or anything, but it's the phrase, um, I must decrease so that he can increase. Now, it's like something that was kind of stirring in my heart on the way over here. Um, and I'm not going to point any fingers or I'm not going to make any accusations, but I am going to say I would be curious to see what the church creative industry would look like if there was more of that. Mm. I must decrease so he can increase. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of pressure. Um, how do I word this in a way that's not like being a total jerk? Um, I think for people that are in the position not the position that I'm in, that are kind of similar to where I'm at. They're young, they're coming up wanting to lead worship, get into ministry, all those things. I think there's a pressure to almost like make a name for yourself um, because the worship industry is kind of like at its peak right now. Um, And there's a lot of people who are making names for themselves for the glory of the Lord instead of glorifying the Lord and leaving the fame and the the spread of their gifts and their talents and their music up to him. Yeah. Um, and so the advice that I would give to people who are really kind of in the same position I'm in who are starting out is, man, just use that as a lifeline for you. I must decrease so he can increase. And, you know, the doors that the Lord opens, no man can shut. Yeah and vice versa, right? And so whenever you live from that space, the opportunities that you do get, um, you'll, look back on, you'll look back on them and you'll realize that it could have only been the Lord. Um, yeah. And the second one, as we kind of wrap up, for somebody who has fallen, what redemption looks like. Um, hmm. I would say... You know, I'm not I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not really going to touch on any of the, the psychological aspect of it. But I'm going to say, like, from a more spiritual aspect, I would kind of just mention what I talked about before about just, like, knowing the Lord and coming back to that place of your relationship with him is not dependent on anything you do. It's not dependent on who you are to all of these millions of people or just a couple people. It's not about your position. It's just about who the Lord is and knowing him. Um, and I think that's really the key foundation to, to redemption from a spiritual perspective is the more you understand the Lord, you're also going to understand that his kindness is what leads us to repentance, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? You're going to find all of these truths that are going to speak to you and where you're at. And 
that is what is going to bring redemption is understanding the Lord more and understanding that he doesn't look at you the way that people around you mm-hmm. do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's good, bro. Yeah. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor King, y'all. I'm glad you came through, bro. Dude, thank you, you so much what for having me. Have you come back, what bro? The heck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely had to have you come back. Bro. Yeah, for sure. I'm I know. Down. Later on in the guy. season, we're having. Um, I talked to B and D about it, where I wanted to bring on some worship leaders to have them a express panel. their their heart for worshiping through yeah. in Gen Z, which is like, it's the first actual technological craze, like, basically what generation, yeah, and what that looks like. And just kind of like, you know, picking their brands and like how to like, how to stay yeah. focused, how to reposition, things like that. Yeah. I 1,010% need you there. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there, bro. Like, I need, I'm going to need you there and I'm going to have like a couple other people that you know to pull up and um, yeah. share their hearts completely. But yeah, love it. Goodness gracious, man. Taylor. I think I think what you just talked about yeah. makes makes worship leaders jobs even harder is Gen Z <coughs> being the first. I don't remember how you worded it. The yeah. first generation with technology and social media and things so easily accessible. Um, I'm not going to hate on social media. I'm I'm not going to say that's inherently bad. I'm going to say that people are human and what they do with it has negative effects. Um, yeah. But it's hard to be a worship leader and stay humble and keep that posture of, I must decrease so he can increase when every single one of your friends is posting clips of their of their fills and chops and worship leading moments. Like, like they're like people. Well, yeah. So that's all the time we have for today. And we will see Put you. My Instagram on private. We, <laughs> private. Not, not to, I, I love, I love everybody. And those things are inherently Ugh. wrong per se. What I am saying is it is hard to stay humble. Yeah. And not fall into the peer pressure of promoting yourself when it seems like everybody else is doing the same. Oh my God! You're That's real. You're out hitting the nail on the head. That's real. Thanks for listening on Spotify, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you <laughs> for listening to the to this week's episode of the Fifty Two Podcast. Yes, sir. Taylor King, thank you for coming through, bro. Thank you, man. Always, and I got my boy Fiji in here. You know what I'm saying? Finally got my boy in here taking lead. You did a good job, bro. Thanks so much. Thanks for amazing, having me. amazing. Yes, well, so. Love you guys. Thank you for watching. Until next time, we send nothing but peace, love, positivity, extra creativity. We love you. We'll see you on the next episode. Let's go. Peace.